Welcome back. It's another episode of the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast that's going to require you to give us a two-week notice if you're going to stop listening. you got to give us at least two <laughs> weeks. And, you, and during those two weeks, you have to listen to every episode. But then after that two weeks, then and only then can you stop listening to the Awful Service Podcast. Yeah, you have no days off after you put your two weeks in. Nope. You, you, you're working you extra straight shifts. 14. You're overtime. <laughs> it's that so kind two of episodes. Podcast. Yes. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it's not yeah. that big of an ask. <laughs> True. Uh, it's me, your host, Matt Doimo, with Nathan Smezrud. Uh, we've got our favorite uncle uh, and uh, guy who would greet you in the park. I didn't have a good intro for you. This <laughs> it's okay, Matt. You've you've had what 80, 87 good ones so far. Like yeah. you, you were due. You I were due. due. <laughs> well, right. dude, I'm. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm doing great as Joe Cogazello. I'm drinking uh, Bravazzi's and I've got uh, very nice got some uh, some homemade. Hey, you got some Bravazzi too, but do you have uh, homemade shrimp cocktail? No, I don't. Okay, <laughs> I got a little a little bit of that. I'm polishing up. I get I, I put too many shrimps on there. A homemade shrimp cocktail for you, though. Honestly, I'm like 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 you're just sitting, you're eating it. And you're like Joe, you're not supposed to add vodka to the sauce. <laughs> and I got I put that way I keep it on the side. Well, how is like the cocktail if I can't get buzzed off of it? <laughs> it's, it's the shrimps don't like the vodka. This is a homonym I'm not aware of. <laughs> the cocktail, cocktail sauce, like uh-huh. it's a different meaning. Yes, well, I like getting cocktail sauced. Yes, exactly. There you go. See, but that's uh, I think that's just Bloody Marys, isn't it? Well, for crying outside, introduce our guest. No, I think I think we should keep <laughs> <him> going. Uh, <laughs> our next guest, uh, we're making awful history yet again. We got to make it. We got to make it because uh, he's the first guest we've ever had that's actually been featured in Thrash Magazine. Thrasher Magazine. Thrasher. Sorry, Thrasher. Correction. I stand corrected. Thrasher Kick Magazine. Uh, so we've had skateboarders on the podcast, but not one that's been featured that and has just recently released an, a comedy album. You guys, Taylor mm-hmm. Clark is on the podcast. Welcome, Taylor. Welcome, Taylor. Tell us much. the name of that album. Well, that album's Addictive Tickle, you guys. Addictive Tickle. Addictive Tickle. The, uh, the same and name as the name of his podcast. That's it's good right. to see you, Taylor. We've been friends Thank for you, so Taylor. long. It's I, I haven't seen you in like real life in, in years. Uh, I appreciate that. It's good to see you too. And thank you for clarifying that I was in Thrasher magazine and not Thrash magazine. Yes, Thrash magazine. Thrash magazine. It's only a select few that have been in Thrasher. (laughs) Yes, exactly. It's important that you. It's Thrash like a speed metal magazine. Yes, it's a speed metal magazine. Right. 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 Which is actually about Thrash magazine. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. It's just like. Uh, this 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 month we got the uh, we have the fifth guitarist from Slipknot. <laughs> and what are his opinions on? Margaret they go through Thatcher. guitarists real fast. I heard. <laughs> oh, we have Margaret Thatcher magazine. There you go. It's just all about eighties British politics. <laughs> I, actually, if we had a comic who was featured Riveting. in that. That, I want that on our podcast too. I've been, <laughs> I've been talking about how in skateboarding thrasher, it's it's referred to as like the Bible of skateboarding, mm-hmm. and you know, very important. And then to, can everybody else considers it a like a t-shirt company? They don't even actually know <laughs> what it is. I mean, a lot of people don't know what a magazine is these days. So I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> Like imagine getting like on Johnny Carson and everyone was like, "What's a what now? Who's a what?" What's Carson? the Tonight Show? Yeah, yeah. It's are we going to be one of the last generations that gets the old people magazine when we get old? Because they're just gonna like eventually they're gonna hit like, a generation that doesn't know about <laughs> magazines and they're just gonna be like, "I just yeah, I got the AARP app sent to me on the, the two seconds after my fiftieth birthday." probably i would i would think we've got to be the last generation that knows what it's like to touch words with our fingers oh god yeah when you had like the newspaper on your on your fingers and you're like wow i've been reading a lot of them reading reading a lot of the paper today or or if you're left-handed like i am you get the you get the 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 pencil 
gray all along oh, the side of your yeah. hand because it drags across everything you'd write. I'm doing oh, your crossword. Yeah. These kids don't know that feeling. No. Nope. But we're Do they even learn t- penmanship anymore? No, I don't even know. My son knows how to draw. He's learning cursive. He has pretty good handwriting. Oh, so they do still learn cursive. Okay, well, I, it's right. important to me. I work on it with them. Okay. <laughs> and I teach them how to, you know, calculate the difference between bl- <laughs> French doubloons and and uh, and modern day currency. And he does it with an abacus, you guys. Just a yeah, straight up an exactly. old Chinese uh, method of, of counting. That Honestly, if anyone has an abacus, I'd still be pretty impressed. Huh, you know, we have I, an abacus. I, I might have what? one around here somewhere. I don't have one handy, but of course, come on. Every modern day house has to have an abacus. Have it on the fridge. <laughs> you guys keep what? it in the bathroom. One of those abacus with magnets from a bathroom abacus. The bathroom abacus. <laughs> <laughs> that one in every that room. Sounds, like that's, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a fantastic band name. Bathroom, <laughs> bathroom abacus. <laughs> it's when I do my, most of my my best math thinking is on the toilet. <laughs> I do my best calculating between meals on the old yeah. porcelain. Well, I'm moving <laughs> my bowels. Doing number two and moving two two beads. I get it. I get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but we're not here to talk and about one, one <laughs> abacus bead. <laughs> like I just I ended up for some reason I get all count from Sesame Street <laughs> with a bad impression. It's like a knockoff count. Just like the count from wish.com. <laughs> Drunk Russian count. <laughs> I'm just going to kick back and eat my shrimp cocktail. One, one shrimp cocktail. Two, we're not, two shrimps. We're not here just to talk about ancient ways of doing mathematics. No, we could. We could talk all day about that. No, but this is the Awful Service Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about uh, different customer service jobs and the stories there within. Uh, Taylor, the very first segment on the podcast is one that we lovingly refer to as The Resume. Show us your resume! Why should we hire you? Have you ever had a job right you up and fire you? Tell us all about yourself and your place of business. Talk about your former job's filthy, shady politics. Show us your resume! Oh, and Matt, before oh, before yeah. we get started, you know I I know he hates when I do this and I interrupt him. But like it's it, it is would be hilarious. Uh we should start doing that and like we should all get a bunch of abacuses and when we go to the restaurant and they bring like the bill have your girl pull it out of her purse and then just like do the doing the math at the table calculating yeah, just tip. calculating the tip visa be an abacus that'll blow some fucking waiters minds i didn't carry the bead <laughs> yeah babe this is not 20 percent. shake it up do it again it's not. <laughs> so it's like an etch a sketch. It's like an start over. God damn it. Anyway, Taylor, whenever you'd like to start, go right ahead. With my resume? Yeah, anywhere, any of the stories you want to start with, man. Sure. Um, first off, I really like that old, um, who was that? Celine Dion that wrote that song? I forget. Yeah, absolutely. That was a really good track. It's a good ear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks. It's all coming back to um, you now. I did. I coached gymnastics. That was probably like my first job. Before that, I was like a dishwasher. I've had a job since I was like 12 years old. I did magic shows on the fucking at my my backyard when I was a kid and whatever I could do to like hustle a couple bucks together so I could afford cigarettes. You had like a a Randall Cunningham or like a Kurt Warner who was like doing he was like bagging groceries and they're like, you got to coach this gymnastics team. They like brought you out of be <laughs> like, they were like, you're too good to be to being a janitor. You're going to coach this. But I team. don't know nothing about no gymnastics coach. And he's but like, girls you know, go to the Olympics. Get in there. <laughs> you really want to let them down. You look at all of those girls and say, I don't want you to go to Nagano. <laughs> I think they're just shooting for state, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> not um, was state. Yeah. He was, he but, was uh, the- I was a gymnast when I was a kid. That's okay. kind of obviously why I went into coaching gymnastics. The, otherwise, and, that's a very awkward. Yeah, it's a really awkward ask. <laughs> the way you brought the story up, you didn't preface it with I started out as a gymnast and then eventually I became a coach. You were like, I was a gymnast. And then oh, before that, I was a janitor. Like I was, so I went from being a, a, a I'm, I was, I was a coach for gymnasts, but before that, I was a janitor. And then this is, it's, it's like Simon Cowell; he doesn't just, make music or sing. 
Hey, but Canada, he, but he's, gonna... he's got the ear for what makes a great music <laughs> artist. And that's how I am. I'm the Simon Cowell of gymnastics. Yeah, I know I'm everything about the sport and I know it when I see it. <laughs> I don't know anything know. about how gymnastics work, but I know a girl who needs to flip faster when I see one. <laughs> Those mats are the cleanest mats. <laughs> I, I had just done a stint in jail for stealing gymnastics equipment. So anyway, I became a gymnastics coach. Yeah. It's a back alley gymnastics coach. <laughs> Jeez, so you need a balancing um, beam? I got a guy. Yeah. But yeah, I was a gymnastic gymnast before I became a gymnastics coach. And I did gymnastics coaching uh, all the way through high school. And then when I went uh, to college, I got out and did it for like another like year or so until I moved to New York. And then I was like a nanny or a, a manny as a, it's affectionately called in New York City. So you had to uh, you had to like hang out with all the like Jamaican nannies in the park. Yeah. It, yeah. It was me <laughs> and a bunch of Jamaican and Puerto Rican nannies. <laughs> you <laughs> just me. skating around yeah. with a little baby on a baby Bjorn. Yep. And then they all smoked, so we got along. You know, we all sat <laughs> back and smoked and waited for these fucking little spoiled white kids to show up. And everyone always thought I was one of the spoiled white kids. I'd be like, no, you're not here to pick me up. I'm here to pick <laughs> these kids up. I'm working. It would have been great if you <laughs> had a Jamaican nanny. In, Tabitha. <laughs> you had a Jamaican nanny. You were mannying for some kids. And then you also had a Jamaican nanny that watched you. <laughs> yeah. But then my man, but then my nanny would pick me up from work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's kind of like when you're Taylor, you know, like, let's say you go home, let's say you want to learn to play the piano, right? But you also want to teach Joe. it. You, you take, you take a couple <laughs> lessons ahead of time and then you start doing it, you know? So he's just learning from the Jamaican nanny, how to be a nanny. But you know, he just got a couple <laughs> sessions in before that. That's what it just was. Applying my lessons in real time. I mean, yeah, is there right? anything wrong with that? There's no crime. <laughs> You know, there's no law against this. It seems that seems smart. I like it. So you're a manny in in New York City. So were you doing this? You said for spoiled rich white people. Any anybody for uh, of like anything of no? Like I did. I and I and some. Uh, I actually had some diversity. I I for I I ended up watching Jewish kids and Asian yeah. kids and spoiled Jewish kids, you know, rich spoiled black spectrum. kids. But there were there were the all cliches is funnier that it was. But and my first gig was working on the Upper East Side for a bunch of spoiled white kids. So mm -hmm. you know it it, 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 it the truth follows suit. Yeah, it mm -hmm. skews real spoiled white. white. You could just say real spoiled, and I think that that would define anyone who can afford a nanny. It is a rich, spoiled melting pot. Yeah. Yeah, but white kids <laughs> don't deserve to get spoiled. Exactly. It? It's true. Um, so any, like, any was spoiled was out anyone? of the womb. Right. I'm just curious what these people were, like, these people who you were watching their kids, like, any of them do anything, like, interesting of note? Like, were they, like, celebrities or, like, like a, a like Fortune 500 company owners or is just... He's asking because uh, we had Ronnie Fleming on and <laughs> Ronnie Fleming had... Uh, Who's, whose dog was Ronnie Fleming watching? Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, yeah, Harvey Weinstein's dog. Weinstein's dog. <laughs> when Harvey Weinstein was getting was getting nailed like, for his while, crimes. Yeah, while he was being indicted and shit, they were like they had his dog for like four months. I watched a, I watched some kids for Jeffrey Epstein, but I don't think they were like his kids. <laughs> right. Fair enough. <laughs> but I picked up some people who were like his kids. I didn't really get a good look at them because they had the bags over their heads or whatever. But, okay. you know, I I did what I was ordered to do. Pick them up, drop them off. Made it easier to know cartwheels. they were his kids. Yes. They're the only ones with bags on their heads. Yes. Right. <laughs> Please don't take any of the uh, other nothing kids. Nothing very interesting. They were all just like rich, you know, <laughs> rich people jobs. I work in the money business. They just yeah. had like all the kids had better shoes than you did. You don't have oh, a making money all job. Of outfits were <laughs> all worth more than my, you know, the building that I rented in, you know. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good job actually while it lasted. And in hindsight, it wasn't that long lasting. It was I only did uh, I was only a nanny for like, fuck me, like seven, eight months or something before. And this was when I first moved to New York. It was just like the first gig I got. And then that's when I got into real estate and I did that job for like 10 years. Would you want to talk about like the service industry? I mean, like that's where I probably 
did the most service. You know, well, yeah, I mean, good you, or bad. You're literally raising children <laughs> for other people. So raising like, is uh, you know, watching them so they problem. don't, you know, injure themselves. Yeah, did you put anything into their little growing brains? <laughs> like so that well, they're kind of, you know, yeah, you like know, you know, I like uh, a few things that Jeffrey Epstein told me to fucking implant, but other than that, I no, so- I did uh, I did my fair share of uh, you know, wisdom sharing. Did you did you give them any fake shit that they're going to get <laughs> fucked up in their like their rich future life when they're in a fucking Harvard that they didn't earn a place at? Uh, no, not really. I mean, I told them, you know, just a bunch of like, misinformation that they can true keep- shit, you know, like <laughs> the, the CIA planted, you know, Nazi supervisors throughout the entire government or whatever. But like, oh, awesome. You know, OK, some QAnonists. Just, uh, yes. These little Joe, QAnon. Yeah, just like real shit, you know, <laughs> not like I didn't have to lie to them. Yeah. Plus, Joe, <laughs> he did mention that he was a magician in his early days and he doesn't reveal his secrets. Yes. That the, the flat other... earth you gave him a bunch of flat earth information no i gave him real true stuff I mean, real real know, real, that, real like you know that the fucking we've been operating coups throughout south american governments for the last 60 70 years in order to control uh, the drug trade like, hey kids take some of this and run with it <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what a four-year-old needs to hear like you're good say what that's exactly what a, your the four-year-old you were watching needed to hear you're just like listen uh, can you say coup? <laughs> no, C O U P. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my my kid always asks me these questions about why things are the way they are, and then I tell him the truth. Oh God! And then That's he's like, "Why are you telling me all this? <laughs> <laughs> you asked. Why didn't like, you didn't lie to me? <laughs> I just asked where bananas came from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just told me about a war in Chile." Um, but when I did when I did real estate, it was like working with people like every single fucking day and like different kinds of people throughout the entire New York landscape of personalities, you know, which helping someone to get an apartment in New York is insane. Yeah, you got to find them a, a home. I always relate it to people like this, like the real estate business is insane. Your average real estate agent anywhere in the country is lucky to do 10 transactions a year or so. That means sell 10 houses normally. Mm -hmm. Now, the transaction process is the same exact process on a mortgage than it is on a rental, except every step is just like a little bit more drawn out with maybe some finer, you know, details thrown into thrown into each step. But pretty much it's the same process. So I would do like 10 transactions a month and like your average New York real estate agent who does rentals does approximately that many as well. So we're doing like an entire year's worth worth of real estate in every single month. So the fucking lifestyle is like an insane grind that never ever lets up. And then you're on top of that have to be like a psychiatrist for every single person who's looking for a house <laughs> because it's a traumatic experience looking for a fucking apartment in New York City. It's everything is too expensive. There's people who are going to beat you to it. Then there's people who are going to literally beat you outside of it. And then there's all kinds of stuff you have to look out for. About to say like you're you're just like you're you, you they finally get upset when that you show them what they can actually afford. It was I you have a I ended up having like a really good process for how to recognize like what kind of client someone is because someone would like Joe would come in. I think I actually tried to help Joe find an apartment once or twice unsuccessfully. I, I think so. Yeah. Client, but he uh, <laughs> I had found um, another place. He's like, I need a closet for four hundred dollars. And I'm like, <laughs> Joe, I don't know if you know how this New York real estate business works. And then he would find it and I'd be like, well, I'll eat my hat. <laughs> just found the apartment that Harry Potter lived in under the steps. It's just yeah. little, little, exactly. It's all I need. Um, just but, need a place uh, for my Jameson would... to rest at night. Right <laughs> That's how you pay me. He's like, I can pay you in like uh, dead rats and pizza boxes. Yeah. What do you want? I'll, I'll pay. What oh. do you What do you get? Ten percent? What is that in Jameson? <laughs> I'll take it. That's yeah. I'll get, I'm gonna be able to pay you in Jameson and subway tokens. <laughs> <laughs> They're expired, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you can't use the coins um, anymore. So anyway, I would learn how to recognize someone who was coming in and they knew what they were looking for. And they would be like, I know I lived in New York. I need a two bedroom. I know what I can get. 
here's where I'm looking and be like, that'd be a really like nice lead, I guess. But most people will come in. They're like, I'm from Arkansas. My daughter's needing to move here tomorrow. And yeah, here's a dollar. And can I have his, can I have the house now? And Back like, home, well, this is about really. a $300 a month apartment. What y'all got in that <laughs> price range? The amount, dude, I wish I had like a, I should have recorded every single lead I had like this. The amount of parents who looked at me and was like, that's more than my mortgage. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, <laughs> welcome to New York. But but it's not in Ohio. Yeah, know? that's why that's your house difference. is in Ohio. It's yeah. But it would be like I would show them what I would like to do is show them be like, okay, here's apartments, right? I'd be like, here's one that's like a five hundred dollars over your budget. Boom. Here you go. And they'd be like, Oh my god. And I'd be like, I know, but and I would tell them I would never be like sneak sneakily be like and it's a thousand dollars more than you can afford gotcha bitch make them fall in love with it like you're that. like it was always can't you imagine just raising your children in this growing old here? here yes yeah it's... <laughs> but it's a rental so it would never be it would never be that kind of pitch be like your family i think will really grow to love this over time it'd be like well this last year it's like a diaper you're yeah. showing to be like it's comfortable right you're gonna you get a year shit it shit in it and get out of here you know like <laughs> It, you're going to get a year and then that price is going to change. It's right, not going right, to be right. the same price. Mow this thing over and put in a fucking Dunkin Donuts here any minute. This is you're <laughs> part of the gentrification. So it's that's why it's so cheap right here. Uh, but then as soon as the white, the rich white kids feel comfortable moving here, uh, then then they're going to charge uh, three times as much. And you're going to have to go live. You're going to have to go kick more Puerto Ricans out of a bad neighborhood. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I mean, I would like with not so many words, but right, you yeah, can't say it like that. Kind of. That's the process. Yeah, it's, if they if they lived in New York before, they knew that's what the process was. Yeah, but most people don't, and then like the people that do, like they know, like they either come in kind of like knowing what they want, or sometimes you'd get people who got some sort of sweetheart deal, and they were in New York for like the last four or five years, and then they're looking for another kind of sweetheart deal, and you're like. You know, those are they're hard to find. Like, Fresh out of sweetheart deal, rare thing, and you don't even know that it was like a good deal because now you're looking at the real world. Or right. anyway, listen, I knew you watched Friends growing up. I understand. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah. See, this you just is thought a lot gonna... of what I would deal with. People who were like, so I saw Sex in the City, and I want to live in Greenwich Village for six hundred dollars a month. And I used to always tell the people like the story Samantha. when I moved to New York, and I went, Joe, I, this exact same thing happened to you, I think, where. You're like, oh, I want to, you know, I'll go look at a place and I go look at a place for 500 bucks. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And the person showing me the place is like, yeah. I was like, where's the room? And they're like, oh, no room. You share the couch with Gary. And Gary's like <laughs> sitting on the couch and he's like, oh, hey. and you're like, fuck, <laughs> Gary's cool. So, yeah, nice like, guy. Maybe not. so then I ended up moving like to Bed-Stuy and got my own room for like 600 bucks. A month, which was in 2008, like still a fucking good deal. Yeah, that's a good deal. Yeah. And now that's like unfindable. It's like a thousand dollars a month for a room. Pretty much like bottom, oh, yeah. like starting out real estate wise. I got really lucky in New York. I like moved there with a girl where we were dating at the time here. And we had met. Actually, I was moving out to New York alone. And then I met this girl who was a comedian. You remember Molly Neffel? Oh, I know Molly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like we had met here and I was getting ready to leave. And I was like, I would love to date you, except I'm moving to New York. She's like, as soon as I graduate college this year, I'm moving to New York, too. And I was like, shit, you want to fucking I'll post mode my shit for like three more months. And then we ended up dating here and then moving together there and living it together in Bushwick on Troutman right across from Castle Braid, bro. That was dude. It was <laughs> cheap as shit. We lived in the back of where you'd walk through. And then there was the little. Uh, the little like uh, backyard area that was the little concrete uh, where the where where all the the clotheslines were that the Spanish people would put their clothes out on, and yeah, then there was um, the... for those listening, this is New York lingo. They're called backyards, Joe. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't a backyard because it was all concrete. It was just, and then it would go into a back house. Whether someone cements their yard or not, it does not like disqualify it from. <laughs> it doesn't it's, is it a yard of its cement? You just does it, or like, does it become pat patio at that point? Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a kind of yeah. It's a 
I'm just ima- the way I'm imagining this. The next thing Joe's gonna say, and then I had to twist the gargoyle's head like this, and then it would open <laughs> up a magical place where we could go into it. No, but it was kind of cool because you'd go into the front apartment building, and then you just walk all the way through to the back door, and then walk yeah, out the back a few door. Buildings like that, they would like build other buildings in the like quote unquote backyard, and yeah. then there would be like a secret building back there. It would feel like, and of course Joe would live in one of these, right. Where you have to like tap your shoes three times and say <laughs> fucking candy man into a mirror and then drop through a fucking slide that goes into a basement leads to a ball pit. And he's like, this is where I live. Me and a friend found it. We just had to, you know, sell our right fingers. Dude, no, I found somebody just died. And so I lucked into it. We found (laughs) the coolest. I had the coolest landlord. His name was Spiro Gerironopoulos. He was this hairy Greek man. And sound made up. But that is literally it's it's literally it's and he would just open shirt, gold chain. And like it was I love the man. He would. It is really funny. New York real estate is 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 crazy. I never paid rent before the 15th landlords and I never paid of any late fees whatsoever. He like he was just barely around. He was always <laughs> going back to Greece. I will get when I come back. I'm like, it's oh, what are you doing in Greece, Spiro? Lucky you. I'm going yeah. to my farm. Oh, you have a farm? I have many farms. That was like one of the things that he said to me. I was like, we really? Have, why you? How? Why you? Going you to Greece? You're going to your crazy f- question. We have many farms. <laughs> You have a farm in Greece, Spiro? I have many. He was offended that I thought he like, wow, I was surprised I had like one farm. I have many farms. Many farms. Look, most farms in all of. (laughs) Of course he does. If he has one building in New York, he can afford to have many farms in fucking Greece. Right. Am I wrong Uh, for assuming that he raises olives for olive oil or is that just what I'm thinking? You could you could assume it, but I don't think he ever. I don't think he did it. Uh, like I don't He's think not he out was there squeezing he, the olives to make he sure. He just didn't ripe. seem like a farmer kind of guy. He, it was a shady. It was like a like. It was the place where he like the farms were the places where you go to like unload stolen TVs. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that's. I have many farms. This farm has barn with many stereos in it. Like this farm is all for televisions. You grow, some people grow. I, I'm just going to do a Borat accent. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, it's like, uh, so you mean farm like grow tomatoes and things? No, we grow people for human trafficking. I mean, yeah. this is what farm mean over, <laughs> over where I live. This people farm. We people farming. <laughs> they call people long snout anyway. It's, it's, they eat them in some countries. Um, man. Dude, so many, but they, you meet so many New York, Joe, because of the way your personality is in New York. Oh, like you mm-hmm. meet so many people in New York and you do find out so many of them are actually just landlords. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> most of them, most of the most crazy people you'll ever meet in any Starbucks or on the street or anything. Then most of them just have a few buildings, you know, yeah, or, and that's or what they, they do. Uh, or they uh, they bought uh, like an apartment in in Bushwick when it was Bushwick in the seventies, you know what I mean? For like 70, and they bought it for like $30,000 and it was in like a scary neighborhood. And then they just lived through it until it just got really nice now. And then they just rent their, you know what I mean? They're still haven't paid off. They still have, they still have have $27,000 still left on the mortgage that they need to pay off. So they have that $32,000 mortgage from 30 years ago. And they're like, Holy shit, we're going to make this, they We're going to finally pay this fucking house off, but we up. just have to have hipster fucking skateboard kids live on <laughs> the fucking first floor. And then we live in the attic. That's how I got into it. It was my landlord was like, you're really good at talking to these people. You should t- t- tell them to live here now. And I was like, <laughs> All right. they're just scouting you for natural talent. Like it's an open mic. Oh, your house manager. Are you a house manager? <laughs> no, I was kind of the RA. I mean, that's essentially like. <laughs> <laughs> you were the RA, bro. That is what you end up being because I would work on just like a few buildings. That's how I got into it. And so I ended up living at one of the buildings and eventually people would just come knock on your door. They figure out where you live and they're like, yeah, so Alex next door is like really fucking into goth metal now. And I need you to tell him to fucking lower the fucking volume. <laughs> that's. 
have to roll over there and be like, yo, dude, can you please put the goth metal down? They'd be like, he'd be like, it's not goth metal. It's and then Japanese. Like, whatever, just please Steam metal. turn it down. You yeah, know, yeah. like Eric is Eric is fucking pissed. <laughs> Listen, 3C is not happening. The semester's you, almost uh, over. Can you? <laughs> but these are 40 year olds. You know what I mean? These are like grown ups. They're not even like <laughs> children. You know, these are just people who are entitled because they pay a lot of money in rent. Listen, I got to wake up early and dress like Elmo in Times Square tomorrow. Okay. I've got a long day. No, not. Not I've, even that. I, I have uh, I have a recording somewhere on this very computer, uh, Taylor, of when I used to live at McKibben, and I would record my next door neighbors having fights, uh, where they would just sh she would scream at him, and that's the only. So I only know his name because she did all the <laughs> screaming, and he was just talking normally. So I don't know what her name was, but his name is Ben, and she was just I hate you, Ben. And there was something about how she doesn't. He doesn't love her anymore. Yes, I cheated on you, but you like, you know, it was like a whole fucking <laughs> like it was it was beautiful. And we would sit up in my fucking loft and just and like we would giggle and drink wine and listen to them fucking just have arguments. It was better than television. It was it was just it was the greatest. Uh, oh, but, we used uh, to sit and just on the roof and listen to what the what we would call just the the deli show, which is just like <laughs> I mean, pick any deli. I mean, just like stand on you sit on your roof and just like listen to what happens outside of literally any deli in New York, and it's better than everything on CMT at least. I'm surprised that they don't have a show that isn't called the deli show where it's just a bunch of video cameras cops style in a deli, just kind of running around back and forth of just from outside to inside. It would just be everybody's favorite character would be the cat, the bodega. <laughs> Heated arguments about pickles. Oh, dude, it's just you uh, think that's what it's about, but it's not. It's always just it's a like, love story. That's why it's so entertaining. It's because you never know what it's going to be about <laughs> right now. It's just about fucking, you know, Alexis's mechanic is a fucking asshole. <laughs> right. That's what that's what we're listening to on today's episode. Alexis's <laughs> mechanic is a fucking asshole. And these peanuts are spicy. And that's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's, that's just the first segment. And then yeah, like where the, the talkies at, then it's actually yeah. like, who's going to pay for this abortion? You know, like, <laughs> and then it gets serious. Yeah. And this was all while she, her Philly cheesesteak was being made. Right. Yeah. Yeah. She was waiting for a hot sandwich and things got real spicy. It's her. so good. I, I miss New York every single day. People ask me always, always like, do you miss it? Like expecting me to be like, no way, man. I, I, I like my space now. But like every single day, I'm like, no, nah, I would give it all up for one more night of the deli show. Just, <laughs> I don't know, it's man. A lifestyle, it's a like, culture. And John Stewart life, hosts I it. Fucked. I was I'm, no. like, I just couldn't keep up with the um, with the constant moving. Like, I'm I'm sick of yeah. moving every year when your rent gets doubled and then you have to move 15 stops out, but you don't have a car. And you have to like somehow like find a way to move 10 boxes of records, a couple of book boxes, a fucking bed. I, I dude, I moved on a taxi cab once. It was the fucking he did not like me. Isn't that how Taylor, <laughs> see, that's how Taylor actually got into skateboarding. He just he found he's like, listen, this is going to be a really good device to help move some things across town. <laughs> I moved a lot of furniture on my skateboard. I was in, I moved furniture. That was another gig I had when I lived in New York. Nice. You could have done both. You could have helped people move in. And you're like, hey, by the way, I know you might need someone to help you move. So uh, here's my other card. You yeah, in 12 right, months when your rent gets jacked up, call like, me. I'm giving you a whole broker's fee. The least you could do is fucking carry a microwave. And I'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the, the 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 being the agent thing. Is there any like clientele, any any person like that you really remember that like just sticks out in your mind? Anyone that like, because I know you're saying you had a lot of out-of-towners, a lot of hayseeds who had no idea what the price of a proper apartment in New York, but like anyone that like really sticks out in your mind. Man, so many. Any good dude. wackadoos? Like, what? Any, Any po good potential serial killers? Yeah, you're like, this guy murdered a bunch of people. He's like, uh, any hidden closets? 
I used to do these things called roommate matchups, and I was at overall like really <laughs> successful at this, like able to like nab. And some of this came from like being coaching gymnastics and like working with children, you know, and being able to like navigate people's personalities and know like you know what certain people. I forgot this part of New York real estate. Who's willing to put up with what? And anyway, mm-hmm. so I would start being like, "Hey, you know, you're looking for a room for nine hundred dollars, and you're looking for a room for nine hundred dollars. And hey, maybe you guys would make good roommates. Like, why don't you guys meet, and then maybe you can get this apartment. And then people would meet, yeah. and they'd be like, but "This yeah, apartment's you were a right railroad apartment, apartment, so, so you're anyway, gonna have to be able to walk through one of your strangers." <laughs> but but it's a railroad apartment. You're from Mississippi, and you're from fucking you know Washington D.C. But Why be, not? You know, but you'd be renting them railroad apartments, the ones that uh, that like so one stranger is going to have to walk through the other stranger's bedroom to get to the kitchen and bathroom. Couch with Gary, and then Gary's like, "Hey, <laughs> yep. it's better than that Gary couch." So See. anyway, one time this girl, uh, everything was looking fine, and uh, it, but uh, eventually, like within days of the, all of these people moving in together. I started getting calls from some of the other roommates like, hey, this girl, uh, she's just like pacing around all night and she's just being like really weird. And then I'd be like, I don't know. Some people are weird, you know, like (laughs) as long as everybody feels safe or whatever. And they're like, I guess. And I was like, and now then the next day they called me like, "Okay, now she's like screaming in the kitchen. And she took she said I was like drinking her orange juice. But then. I wasn't drinking. It was it was her orange juice. I don't even like orange juice. And then she spit in it and then she dumped it all over the uh, in the, all over the refrigerator. And then like now she's threatening to kill my cat and all this kind of shit. And then eventually, like, you know, like I had to like, you know, I, it was it was like already a done deal at this point. But I still like, you know, felt so bad because I seriously like essentially like. It was my I brought these people this relationship together like without me these people never would have met and nobody's orange juice would have been spilt over anybody's fucking fridge you know <laughs> so I, I had to like try to like talk to the landlord and get them all out of their lease and then like try to find new people to find the apartment and uh, this girl like moved back to Mississippi. She was crazy. There's a million other things that I heard later on about how she like woke up in the night, went into the room and put all their clothes on and like walked around and like (laughs) clothes and nothing sexual, just like doing impressions of them. Just like weird, (laughs) weird, weird stuff. She's doing improv. That's almost worse. That's a terrible roommate. (laughs) (laughs) Give me a suggestion. And it was bad. She wasn't even doing like good long form stuff. It was like short form games. It was right. like gross. Look at me. Oh. My name's Brian. I like to wear sweaters. <laughs> Brian. And it's just like, oh God. Just- Crazy. But then I also dealt with people in just like terrible relationships where they would like, you know, they just got married and then they would break up two days later. And then the girl <laughs> would try to like hit on everyone in my office. Or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I guess you do. Bonkers shit. <laughs> I used it like literally when that uh, when that Jay Z song came out when stuff like that would happen like weird shit like you'd see like like uh, like a subway car that's empty and it's just one homeless guy that took a dump in there and nobody wants to go in that subway car and then you like the the doors open and people kind of walk in and then they realize what it is and then they walk out to the next car that's really packed and then I would always like I'm like I'm just gonna wait for the next train uh, it's and then but in my head I would always like. In New York, like da na 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 na, like it's just all the weird shit that would happen, like that crazy girl. It would just be in my head as like that Jay Z song about so New York. So many different ways because there's so many different Jay Z songs that could have been about like, New York. Well, no, you're walking, <laughs> you, you walk in and there's a, a hobo took a shit on the thing. It's, it's a hard knock life for uh <laughs> You could. I That's some old school Jay song that I hadn't heard. That was literally about a guy who takes a shit on the subway. <laughs> oh yeah, you didn't hear that jam. Oh, that was on. That was on the. That was, on the, blue that was the brown album. It was the blue album. It was the blue print. The brown album. <laughs> Jay Z from the Doo Doo album. <laughs> yo, 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 the, yo, they crappy for this one. Yeah, this is but what happens when I eat too much the, cheese. All that real estate shit. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I've gone like the full spectrum from like moving. Uh, moving people's apartments to uh, moving people into apartments and then 
lately before I, I started making my living on stand up, I was I did Uber Eats for a year while I was like Ooh. transitioning into doing stand up. So I got left like a six figure job doing real estate. And then as I was easing out of that, I did Uber Eats for a while. So I like also delivered food to everybody's houses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> To former clients. Yeah. Oh, hey. Like, Luckily, oh. it was all in Seattle, but it was more <laughs> embarrassing because there'd be people I went to fucking high school with and shit, and I'd be like, oh, hi. Hey. No, things are good. This is just a bit. I'm just transitioning. You're just like, it's hey. still in the five year plan. Still. <laughs> no, it's good. I listen to a lot of audiobooks while I deliver KFC to fucking <laughs> ungrateful fucks like you. Anyway, get the fuck out of here. I don't need your tip. I ate a piece of chicken, by the way. Yeah, I'm a vegetarian. I just did it to spite you. That's Jonathan. a nine piece. It's a nine piece bucket. It's... Keep a cooler in in your front okay. seat to put the macaroni and cheese in, so it always shows up cold. Just out of no, spite. I didn't do any of that shit. I just brought it. <laughs> You're lucky I brought it at all. That's what I would say to people. <laughs> it's like the curmudgeonly like DoorDash. <laughs> like it's. Looks like that guy. Didn't no, you I took your straw because I needed something to chew on. Look, I, this is Uber Eats. What do you think this is? A fucking. What do you think? You're eating at a restaurant? Get the fucking food out of my <laughs> face. Restaurant? You want a fancy service? You would have called the Postmate. I hear those guys give a shit. Not yeah. me. <laughs> Get out of here. What do you think this is? Grubhub? That's some Grubhub behavior, sir. Yeah. Sir. No, but you, um, there was that guy a couple. What is it? Was it a couple years ago who dumped? He had dumped his nuts in the salsa. Because someone had like given him a poor tip, so he was delivering Chipotle, and he dipped his balls in the salsa. But then he was stupid enough to post about it. Oh, oh I'm never having not anyone deliver. Why anything. would you teabag salsa? That's yeah, that risky sounds, behavior. That burns. Yeah, especially if it was the hot. If it was mild, maybe. <laughs> it was just pico. <laughs> <laughs> Normally, when I'm teabagging salsa, I at least check the spice level. I mean, what are we talking? <laughs> One chili, three chilies? I mean, it makes a difference. Yeah, I only teabag chilies that uh, I only teabag salsa that was made in New York City. New, New York City. <laughs> That's our, our our dream is actually to open up a salsa company called New York City Salsa Company. Dude, my friend, my friend started a, a company called Brooklyn Salsa. Okay. Oh, nice. And it was uh, not wildly successful, but he made it around. He got into some stores and stuff like that. But we, I helped him make a commercial where we did a, 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 a rip off of the Pace Picani <laughs> commercials where everyone was like, oh, it makes sense. And New York has some of the best chefs in the world. Of course, they would have good sauce. <laughs> <laughs> See, he gets it, you guys. He gets it. But we wanted, base it uh, we wanted to base the New York City salsa company out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, That's so hilarious. yeah, so that it wasn't even it wasn't even in New York. <laughs> we and were it's just actually stealing. curry. <laughs> <laughs> actually, if it's Minnesota, it's probably butter. <laughs> yeah, we made that spicy some, up here with some pepper in it. Oh, I don't know, not too much black pepper. I think it's a little hot for me. But to, to, uh, butter is a very shapeable thing. We uh, we take pride in uh, in in making butter sculptures. That up is here. true. Yes, it is. We will it's fucking complicated to keep it frozen enough to stay not melted so that you can carve it and then display it at the right temperature so that it maintains yes. its shape. It is the stupidest thing to fucking make art. <laughs> it's out of. not. It, what's I mean, the difference between butter and clay? I, like, well, you know, everything like, you, you shouldn't clay eat clay. Clay doesn't give me gas. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you haven't tried my mama's clay. <laughs> <laughs> my mama makes the best clay. Well, the clay's from New York City. New York City. So you're, uh, you're delivering for Uber Eats in, uh, in, in, in Seattle. This is before you've been able to actually make it as a living. So you're, 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 how, 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 many, uh, how often were you doing that? Were you doing that all the time? Were you doing like a full-time Uber Eats? I would do it when I needed to like fill it out. You know what I mean? So I'd be like, okay, I made X amount in comedy this month. I need X amount more. Like the most convenient way to just like get it and be able to guarantee it was, you know, turn my phone on while my son's at school and go drive around Seattle for a couple of hours or like after a gig or whatever. And then that way I didn't have to try to like have any kind of part time job. Like juggle the day and job, honestly, yeah. dude, it was 
I did listen to a million audiobooks. I got a ton of like phone calls done of talking to people and maintaining relationships that I had lost touch with. And it was honestly like a great year to like really kind of get my head together from like having such a stressful decade working in New York real estate. And then I, my kid was turning like four when this was all happening too, four or five. So it was all, you know, a really good way to just like be able to j focus on, you know, taking in information and trying to like turn the pages of the next chapter of my life. Anyway, did you? Um, oh, I have was... some tea that just got ready. Sorry, <laughs> I'm just joking. That's that very. That's a very sensitive answer, and I'm, I was very happy with that. Thank you. No, uh, I was going to say like. Is there a correlation with there certain restaurants that if you were delivering from, you knew you were going to make better money than from others? No, no, it all demanded on the tip. It was Fair all demanded like how how far are you driving and mm -hmm. how does it, how you know uh, what time of day is it and all kinds all that kind of stuff. Really, are the Seahawks playing where you made your money. More about for me, it was like which restaurants aren't guarding the register so that I could take a little extra for me. <laughs> I get it. You take the money and then you rob, or you take the food, then you rob them. It's a, yes. you, it's a double, double uh, economy. I mm -hmm. like it. Put the money mm -hmm. in the bag, and also I have an order for Dave. I have a uh, twelve wings. That for also Dave. in the bag. And put yes. that in the bag as well. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? And I'm going to take these Grubhub orders too because uh, I'm hungry as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to take. Yeah, <laughs> those look more delicious. I ha I did always think like you know with with what I've with the knowledge that I've gained from doing this job how. I will never, if I'm ever in a rough place, and this, if anybody is in a rough place, feel free to just walk into any restaurant that has a line of food. You know what I mean? And within eight seconds, you can see a name on any, any one label and be like, I'm picking up for Jerry. And they'll be like, all right. Yep. <laughs> you just grab Jerry's food. Off you go. It's yep. all insured. I think it really hurts the restaurant the most. It does. Yes. <laughs> That's happened. That's so actually only happened go at the restaurant only, I work at. But if it's a difference this to, between you starving or not, go get fucking Jerry's food, you know? You're right, but do it to corporate restaurants, not little restaurants. Yeah. Like, do it to, like, go to McDonald's, KFC, and, like, get, go there during a busy time. And I'll really... tell you the one is Red Robin. Yeah? Ooh. Yeah, Red Robin has a ton of outgoing uh, food, and they... Uh, their employees are fucking, you know, they're all like nine years old or whatever. They don't know anything. So, oh, baby's first job. Just, just go in looking <laughs> at a cell phone. That's all you have to do is just, just go in there, look phone. confused, and be like, Uber Eats, I think. I don't know. It's supposed to be some food. And then someone, they'll be like, this. And you go, sure. And I mean, like, that was every single time I went into Red Robin. <laughs> you just so look confused. I got to drive food to a lazy guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Over <laughs> there. Lazy guy that needs food right now. Just grab it. It's just over there. Yeah, just, just find the name of your lazy person. Because most of the time, the servers and the bartenders, they're just they like. They don't know. No, they don't care either. They're just like, oh, yeah, yes. just grab it. Get, get, get I, the fuck out of here. I got to go take care of this. I got to go like take real care people. of Table sevens bitching about their iced tea. Like, I don't care what the Uber exactly. Eats. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's the one you need. Whatever. Go. And every now and then I would get a, you know, someone wouldn't come get their food. One time I was, I, someone, anytime someone would take a while, it would be like, it would, you'd wait outside their door for like 10 minutes and then someone would either come or they wouldn't come. And after the timer runs out, you're allowed to go. You get paid regardless, right? Mm -hmm. And do you leave One the time food? the timer ran out, this guy had some fucking like chicken and waffles or something. It smelled so good inside <laughs> the bag. And I was just watching this timer tick down like, tick. <laughs> Tick, come tick, on, baby. Like, Yo, dog, please do not show up. <laughs> and it was like pouring down rain and shit, too. I remember. And I was like, I'm going to, and I was like almost done. I was like, I almost had enough money to be done for that day. And I was like, dude, this is going to be over. I'm fucking eat some chicken and waffles. This is going to be great. And then it like, it was like, man, it went over. And I was like, crack that thing open, like sitting right there outside this dude's house still. Right. And I was like, <laughs> fucking open the, delivery container and just started eating it you know <laughs> and then uh and then that's when i hear like knock 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 on my window and this guy goes taylor <laughs> like and i was nope. like nope nope my name's like, james yeah, just, the timer ran out and he's like oh well and he's looking at me like eating it and he's like can i have it still <laughs> and, <sighs> 
Yeah, <laughs> like gave it to him like out of my hand. <laughs> and he still just grabbed it and put it back in the container and was like, thanks. That's the <laughs> greatest. Like, so out that he was still going to eat it, but he was like, I'm not going to order food again and wait for it. I was like, I would have done the same thing. Yeah. That was just part of your tip. You got a, you got a couple bites of waffle and a, maybe a little bit of the leg, you know? Oh, God, that's so funny, dude. The fact that you were eating it out right in front of his house that you couldn't even I like. I should have driven off. If first. you, driv- know, if you drove off, of then you were day. safe. He wasn't going to go anywhere besides right outside of his house. It was pouring rain. Mm-hmm. He was already lazy and getting food delivered. People fall asleep. They fucking people forget their food all the time. It would happen so often. <laughs> Yeah, but pizza delivery. When I was stuff. doing that, people would be falling asleep on late night pizza deliveries all the oh, time. I'd be bringing Sorry, pizza. Hold on home. one second, guys. Hold on one sec. Where were we? All, all right. right. So you've you, you've worked in the real estate industry. You've done gymnastics as a gymnastics coach. You've worked for Uber Eats. So you uh, probably have a very uh, good understanding. But uh, we always like to ask our, our our guests before we go into our next segment. Uh, Taylor Clark, how would you uh, define a Karen? A Karen. Yes. Someone who's entitled and putting their nose where it doesn't belong. Ooh, yes. That's a good. Oh, the nose one. I like that. That's mm-hmm. a, we haven't gotten a nose where it doesn't belong yet. Yeah, that's a, that's the first one. Awful history, you guys. Well, each and every week, we, we battle the scourge that is known as Karen's, uh, where we look at different Yelp reviews, Google reviews, Facebook reviews. Sometimes they're just tweets uh, or handwritten notes. And it's a segment that we call the Karen of the Week. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, This is Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. I'm your boss. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. Oh my God, Karen. This is Karen. I'm your boss. I don't, I don't think this song's long enough. No. If you want to know my <laughs> honest opinion, I think that's probably that's short, too short. It's yeah, too we short. have a second verse for that. We have many play. requests for it to go longer. Yeah, that's a... Uh, so each and every week, um, fellow contributor to the podcast, Third Mike, uh, and Minneapolis comedian, uh, Rebecca Wilson, dramatically reenacts one of these uh, complaints. So here is Rebecca with the Karen of the Week. So I was denied service at Cracker Barrel last night because I politely requested a waitress instead of a waiter. I was told that was discriminatory. You know what? I work with nothing but men. All my customers are men i don't have a girlfriend when i go out to eat all i would like is for a nice waitress to talk to i find this to be absolutely crazy and i'll probably never go back political correctness is out of control so I'm assuming that this was a Kieran, a man Karen. Yes, a, a, a Kyle or a Chad. A, a Kyle, yes. Uh, so uh, waitress instead of a waiter. He just wanted some uh, some lady interaction uh, in his life. So go to a Hooters. I don't even know if that would real qualify as like a Karen type of. He just seemed lonely. <laughs> he's a very sad and lonely man. And he should yeah, have gone I'm to a Hooters and not to a Cracker Barrel. I've never met a Karen who's <laughs> who I would kind of like root for. <laughs> Just what forgot what the soft touch of a woman is like. Yeah, he needs that. That man needs to go to a lunch buffet at a titty bar. That's exactly what he needs. He needs like all you can eat shrimp cocktail and fucking two in the afternoon strippers. <laughs> Right, but he's not the inserting B-squad. himself in the a day situation shift. that, you know, would imply he's a Karen. Well, the fact that he left the the one-star review. The one-star review. He's he, an he, asshole. No, he he's just maybe a little his, tactless. The dude needs I wouldn't to call get his him dick sucked. If he got his dick sucked, he wouldn't have cared about this whole Cracker Barrel incident. 
You know what I mean? Like he's just all pent up on fucking like not like he only interacts with men. This this man needs well, maybe to what he really needs to do is suck a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he just got to swap or get one of those. Uh, one of those dumb uh, male jerk off devices that are just like a rubber mouth. There you go. You solved it, Joe. <laughs> what's the, what's the expression? You're not seeing the forest through the trees. <laughs> yeah, the like, the trees. You're not seeing the forest of dicks through the, <laughs> the one dick that's in front of you. I mean, if you're surrounded by dudes all the time, I, I mean, just a that's just the opportunity sitting there waiting for you. And how many dude waitresses are there at a crack? Dude dude waitresses. Waitresses? How many dude waitresses are there? At a, a dude can hitting on a dude waitress. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a single dude that walked in and just happened to get the one dude that works at a Cracker Barrel. Right. Especially because this, this was in the South, by the way. I believe it was uh, either, if I remember correctly, uh, Georgia. It's a Georgia Cracker Barrel. Yeah. And, and then, oh, God, that's, that's just the sad. <laughs> yeah. I, I really, you're, Taylor, I feel, I, you're right. I do feel more bad for this Kyle than I do, but he just needed to keep the review. It's a business. Yeah. It's somebody's Cracker Barrel. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> I'm going to bet that he wasn't denied service. I bet he was told, well, you can have John over here take take care of Hello. you. And it was all like the, the <laughs> snaggle puss of fucking like, <laughs> cracker, not, cracker Barrel waitresses. You're not getting denied. Let me get your what you're isn't offered on the menu. You right. Know what I mean? It's not like it's a brothel where they make all the servers come down and then you get to select your server. Yeah. You can get old timey candy at Cracker Barrel. You can't pick what you fucking and then and then you can't go. Oh, this is twenty twenty one, and this is the fucking gender bias. I can't just. It's like no, you're just a fucking weirdo, and none of the girls wanted to handle you. Yeah, they literally, we're in the back. Like, oh shit, that fucking creepy guy that tries to touch your hand when you put the the bill down his back. <laughs> oh god, you know every time you bring his salad, he always fucking touches your elbow. You you do it, gay fucking Brad. Okay, like it's I'll take the bullet. Like it's just Snagglepuss, the real one man show you just put together there. Like, <laughs> characters set in a Cracker Barrel, multiple characters. Yeah, the creepy dude. We're moving into the second act. Yes, right. it's almost yep. as long scene. as the theme song to this segment. Yep. <laughs> so we so we know you're in a time crunch. So we can we can just skip to the last segment if you need to. There, Taylor. No problem. That'd be great. Yeah, that way. Yeah, we just have another one, but we'll we'll, we'll do it. What was we the, what, do it. what are we what are we skipping this week? G, why did it fail? I did it fail. Oh, why yeah. did it fail? G, why did it fail? This segment because we we don't have time for it. But that's okay. Because rush through. No, it's a, it's a, it's a it, it requires a, it, it requires a commercial. It's, yeah, it's a whole to do. Skip it then. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah, well, we could skip it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so we'll have you back. Yeah. Think of some other jobs. We'll we'll have another. <laughs> yeah, we'll I'll talk give you about half of what I've done. Yeah, and you know, just your next Thrasher article. There you go. It'll like it's, you know, when you get the cover, <laughs> we come back. We do another thing. We'll do all the segments. There you go. But before we go, we will do one last segment. This one's a quick one. We can get through this one real quick. Uh, Taylor, before we go, we have one last segment. We call it the Human Yelp Reviews. That's for you, Taylor Clark. You get to review the podcast right here, just like your own Yelp review. Uh, you can do it uh, the podcast as a whole or us individually. That is your choice. We prefer it out of a five-star metric, but that is merely a suggestion. You can use as many stars as you like. Okay. To rate what? The podcast. This podcast? Yes, yes. this podcast that, you, oh. you, that you're currently on. As if on. you're putting up a review on Yelp, rate us. What's the name iTunes. of the podcast again? I'll give you a good sound bite. Awful service. Awful service podcast, which I've Awful been talking service, to I would, I've been talking to Matt about we need better sound bites that we can clip out where it's like, hey, I'm Taylor Clark that you've seen me on fucking Thrasher. Like, it's like when I'm not fucking doing fucking kickflips, I'm listening to the Awful Service podcast. You know, like, I, like just yeah, go. I don't need instead. to do it now. You guys, yeah, that was that's thanks, exactly like me. There's no need for me to uh, do anything. <laughs> Well, I just we just needed more of those. So thank you for thinking in that aspect. And then I heard. So go. Hey everybody, I'm Taylor Clark, <laughs> and I'm okay. No, uh, <laughs> so uh, hey, so this is Taylor Clark, and I've been listening to the Awful Service podcast. And let me tell you, this is the best podcast on the internet. If you like to hear great stories from awful people about their terrible, stupid jobs, um. 
it's been a pleasure to be on the podcast and I hope they have me back soon. Fucking killed it, guys. Boom. How was that? That's pause for do, sound. That'll that, do. That's great. We're gonna, Thank you. I'll invoice you. There you go. Oh, fair. There. You got to give us some stars, though, bro. Oh, and I'll give them a five star review. <laughs> yes. Boom. That's all we're asking oh, for. Wait. You guys hear this? Even this. Yes. yes. The Awful Service Podcast. It's the greatest podcast I've ever heard. Five stars. Nice. How was that? That was perfect. I honestly don't want too to many dudes. One star. <laughs> I would have given I it to six be stars, but there's be... just too many penises. I wanted to be podcasted with some ladies, but because all I do is I I tell jokes to men and I do shows with men. Yeah, that's where Kyle worked in a mine. He just wanted to like talk to a woman. All right. Well, uh, before you go, Taylor, um, just wanted uh, how do people follow you? Yeah, where where, they, where can they find the Addictive Tickle podcast and album? Yep, my Addictive Tickle album and podcast is on all of the streaming platforms completely for free everywhere if you want to pay me for it, which I would appreciate. You can buy me, uh, you can oh, you can buy it on Bandcamp. Um, you can follow me on all the social media at Taylor Clark Comedy on everything. I put a lot more focus into my Instagram, but uh, YouTube is really where I'm channeling all my energy now. So Taylor Clark Comedy on YouTube. Where can our listeners hear the Thrasher article? You or, can or, hear the Thrasher or, uh, article. Read the Thrasher article on Thrasher.com magazine.com. Thrasher.com magazine.com. It's I know they they're not it's great. A long name there, but. Nice. And dude, next time you come on, we'll have to talk about your wedding. Like I, I oh, I go. We'll have to like, do that next time. Yes, next article. That dude, it's next article. <laughs> all right, Joe, you're the best. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry to thanks, cut Taylor. No worries. Yeah, have a have a great night, dude. Mwah, lovely. Five stars. Bye, guys. Later. Sorry about that. Dude, you're. <laughs> You should still, still on, on. Bro. You still on. <laughs> <laughs> Cocksucker. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, dude, if we could have just put the, the, the why did it fail theme music in there and cranked up his audio. I was just on this stupid podcasting. Everything was going great. Oh, Joe, uh, how do people follow you? Oh, just uh, oh, oh, Instagram photographizing. That's uh, the word photograph, I-Z-I-N-G. Um, yeah, just fucking come find me on the street, like walk on my dog and say hi. Because like, yeah, it would just make my day. It's <laughs> just figure out where Joe lives. Yeah, say it. Just, no, you don't have to. You just everybody knows you just say my name into your bathroom mirror three times. And, and I, I show up with a case of Bravazis. Mm. <laughs> I need better to not be there to be playing guys. Cards Against Humanity, otherwise Joe's gonna be very mad. Yeah, dude, get a get a real board game like Othello. Settlers of Catan. <laughs> that's a that's I'll, I'll jam out to some Settlers of Catan or a uh, Rumi Cube. <laughs> be ready to play oh, I love Rumi I Cube. love some Rumi Cube, bro. I'm still down to like if you guys fucking learn the rules. I want to go to some old folks' homes. Oh, with a bunch you of don't comedians. need to go to old folks' homes. You can come to a smezzard family Thanksgiving and jam out on boop, some Rumi Cube. Oh, that nice. sounds super fun. Well, my plan was to go like, um, cause you know, the, the families don't visit the old folks most of the time anyway. So like to go and like give them a night, you know what I mean? They can oh, put yeah. all their, they Do can some dress stand up. up, play some Rummy cube. Yeah. Play some Rummy cube. The old ladies could put on other bottles and their nice little necklaces. You know what I mean? They can get all dressed up, paint their face. Perhaps some rouge. Yeah. Way but, too much of it. Put on their little, their little, their little insect buttons. Yes, yes, yes. Their gold cricket, yeah. fucking with the little red ruby eyes. Like yeah. fucking, it's like, why would anyone buy you a cricket brooch? I always thought that roach brooch was the best. Like, why did no one like really lean into brooches that were that look like roaches? I I I don't know why that there's. It's you could probably nice. there's like there's probably now there's probably 70 Etsy shops that are oh welcome to Roach Brooch. But at a time there was no Roach Brooches. There was none back when there should have been, there no wasn't. No one broached the topic yes. of Roach Brooches. Of Roach Brooches. Nathan, anyway. how do people follow you? 
You can find me at Nathan Smithsrud on Facebook and Twitter and N Smithsrud on Instagram. And uh, you can follow me. I'm uh, Matt Doima on Facebook and on uh, Facebook and on the Instagram. I am at Chubby Waiter on uh, Twitter, as I believe in truth and advertising. Uh, A couple little plugs for myself. I run an open mic every Wednesday night in the basement of the Keller, the Keller Bar, the basement of the Red Carpet Nightclub in uh, St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, doors open at eight. Show starts around nine. He said he's just a friend. Oh, just, baby, you. Joe's still on his campaign to turn Bismarck, North Dakota, into Bismarck Key, North Dakota. He's not going to rest, folks. <laughs> I, I feel, dude. I feel like I'm one billboard renting rental away from this happening and becoming real. Like if I, if it's got to be right... easier because no one gives a shit about Otto Vaughn anymore. It's true. Boom. But I will say this: follow the podcast at Awful Service Pod across all <laughs> platforms. Uh, we 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 don't have anything to do with the late rapper Bismarcky or the unification of Germany. No, we just love that man. We do. Uh, you know, this was a fun episode. Again, thanks to Taylor Clark for uh, being able to join us, even though briefly. And uh, as always, um, and you said he's just a friend, <laughs> and you said he's just a friend. Oh, hey. <laughs> Hey, oh, baby, Mark, let's change your name and have a good night. It's time to count the till, sweep the floors and mop the spills. Say good night, dispose of the trash and turn out the light. Tell me why I try this whole damn thing is a lie, so I'll take Lock the door.